You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast. Let's talk about. Okay, there we go. It's 8.04. Apologies for the slightly late start. We've got a right bunch. I'm in the lobby waiting to come up today. Sorry about that. Try to discipline them. Uh, but welcome. You're listening to um, the Sports Therapy Association podcast, episode 78 on this fine day of November the 30th, 2021. Um, we let you down last week for the first time in 78 weeks. There was not an episode of the Sports Therapy Association podcast, but that's because we were all at Therapy Expo at the NEC in Birmingham. Um, so on the screen with me to start off this evening, I've got founder of the um, Sports Therapy Association, Gary Benson. Hey, Gary, how are you doing? Yeah, good evening, Matt. All well here. Thank you. Um, so we're going to start off this evening. Oh, by the way, if you're listening to the podcast, then obviously what happens if you're new to this? And hopefully after Therapy Expo, there will be a few new listeners. Um, then you're listening to a live recording. If you do want to join us live, then you can either come along to the Sports Therapy Association Facebook page. Um, you don't have to be a member. You can just go into that. Um, and uh, if not, you can go to YouTube um, where we stream live as well. Um, and you can watch it there. Um, and also, once we go live, it's on LinkedIn as well. So we've got a few places you can catch us. And by joining us live, you can obviously ask questions live. Your comments will come up on the screen. Um, and it's a great way of networking and kind of sharing the time for the hour, which is every Tuesday at eight o'clock. Um, it's a great way of uh, networking and meeting fellow minded soft tissue therapists. You haven't got to be a sports therapist. Don't let the title fool you. Any soft tissue therapist um, is welcome and encouraged to come along as we break down these disciplinary kind of titles and doors. For example, um, in the house already coming in, I've got, um, mm, I don't know if that's Gronier, if it's a sneaky Irish name, or if it is, it is Gronier, isn't it? Gronier yeah. Walsh is here. Hi, everyone. It's a while since I've been able to join. Hi, Gronier. How are you doing? Um, so, yeah, when you come along, it's a great way of chatting and also putting up your logo, which is nice as well for the world to see. So, Gary, we're back from um, Therapy Expo 2021. Um, how was it for you? It was great. I'll just say hi to everybody. All I'm seeing is Facebook users apart from Gronje. Gronje is one of our regional representatives from Ireland. Uh, and I hope you're recovering. I, I think you've uh, got caught with COVID, Gronje. So uh, I hope you're feeling better now. Um, yeah, Therapy Expo, it was, um, you know, we spoke before and, and, and I was quite nervous. I, you know, since, since lockdown, I, I kept myself sort of locked away and tried to be as safe as possible. And I was a little bit nervous about going and meeting that amount of people. And, and I said, I'll be wearing a mask and, and fist bumping people. Um, literally within within about two hours I couldn't talk my throat was dry I had to take the mask off so I could keep drinking um and it was I really enjoyed it I, I don't think I don't know what I didn't know what to expect I didn't know whether it would be really busy or or not um but it was it was refreshing to see that there was some space around so we, we it wasn't um you know it wasn't <sighs> wasn't really busy so we weren't close to each other so it, it was good I think the football was adequate I'm not sure having not spoken to the team yet uh, at Therapy Expo I'm not sure what the actual numbers were but you know from from the STA point of view we were very well very well received um, and and what I got from it was it was a great sense of, of community for from the regional reps and, and the STA members um, and it was like just meeting up with friends again 
Yeah, it was lovely. Um, and we're going to, I mean, I'm sure when we, we're going to have later on tonight, um, the three people who valiantly joined me pre-conference to have a chat about expectations and hopes and that sort of stuff. We had Mike Grice with us and we also had Stevie Barr, not Barrett as advertised. And we had uh, Catherine Rhyme as well, STA regional rep. Um, they'll be joining us shortly. Um, but yeah, we could go on for a whole episode about how wonderful it was to meet each other after pretty much 77 weeks in a row of seeing the same kind of crowd online if you join us live and sharing loads especially over covid it was quite emotional kind of journey for a lot of people um but what we're going to do eventually is when we get three up is to talk about how effective was it as a conference because that's the important thing let's not forget people are paying to go there and we're going to talk about content and delivery and all that sort of stuff but yeah it was lovely to see people wasn't it gary and yeah the sta had it was oh, i felt so proud to be part of it it was very emotional um, we had a great stand opposite the theatre update, um, the update, therapy update theatre, which was brilliant. Bottlenecked it quite a few times with our presentations, which was lovely to see. People having to go, oh, I can't get through here. This is un- very annoying, which is fantastic to see. Um, did you get lots of people talking at the stand? Because there was loads of reps and people there and Jake. Was it quite busy at the stand whilst the presentations were going on? Yeah, I, I, I don't think I stopped talking for the whole two days. Um, I, I didn't get a chance to go for lunch or, you know, I had to grab a piece of flapjack, which uh, Claire bought for me. It was very nice, Claire, thank you. Um, and, and a drink when I could. Um, on the way home, I sort of had a um, a bit of a crash, really. You know, I, I just thought, wow, you know, that that was amaz- an amazing two days, you know, just to meet up with everybody and, um, and to renew relationships and, and to make new ones. And, and obviously it was the first time having the, the sort of the whole team there with, with obviously you taking over the, the organizing the conference map that, that made my job a lot easier. And, um, I wasn't as stressed as I, as I am normally. So I really enjoyed it. And I think I enjoyed it for the first time. Usually I think it, it sneaks up on me and, and there's a lot to organize. Um, but yeah, Jake coming on board as well. He, he seemed to have everything sorted he was you know building relationships with people doing the social media so yeah overall it was uh, a really enjoyable couple of days you had i mean yeah i mean jake was in totally in great form it was an advantage having subway just a couple of steps behind him because he was able to fuel that massive frame of his um as regularly as he needed um but yeah no but like chris kitson was there and uh, the sif guys were there um it was just a really positive not there because we're getting paid for it but there because we just wanted to share the good word and help people out it was really 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 positive and i'm sure the feedback we've had so far that i've definitely had has been what a great two days in fact there's quite a come down afterwards um a few people um i mean i feel it all the time when if you go to something like that you just kind of wake up again the next morning probably going to work and just thinking nothing could compare with that really could it um but anyway so yeah we've got a bit of an update have we tonight um, Gary, from you. Yeah, what I wanted to come on and and just talk about is um, we, we've had a lot of messages, a lot of emails, a lot of phone calls um, yesterday and today about the the, the new COVID variant um, and whether we're going to update any guidance. Now, we are monitoring the situation. Um, I know the Sports Massage uh, Association, they issued some guidance to their members and it was along the lines of, you know, nothing's changed. Um, so we monitor the situation. The government is going to issue guidance uh, in, in three weeks time. So the week before Christmas. Um, but just as a reminder to all of our members that um, in the STA members only Facebook group, 
um, there is a file section. And in the file section, there is a guidance document which was dated, I, I, it was July 2021. Uh, and just to recap on that without going through each and every scenario, um, face masks are recommended, um, gloves are recommended. Um, we're not a regulator, we can't tell you to um, to wear this but what we're talking about is is best standard gold practice um, things that we can do to mitigate the risk to ourselves our families and our communities so we're saying face coverings for you and your client uh, gloves for you uh, aprons and goggles and or visors are risk assessed for those of us who might come into contact with bodily fluids and that's normally the people who do the needling applications um, what I would suggest to all members is they update their risk assessment forms just to make note of uh, the new COVID variant. I mean, reports are that it's it's a mild variant, but, um, you know, the South Africans are saying that and, and you know, we, we haven't got any data to back that up. So treat it with respect. Um, let's do everything we can to keep ourselves safe. Um, and so that we don't go into, you know, restricted measures further down the line. Um, you know, we have had a lot of members who have had COVID. Um, I, you know, I'm speaking to people, you know, daily, weekly, and and the reports are that even with um, PPE in clinic, therapists are coming down with, with and succumbing to COVID. So, you know, I'll just reinforce and reiterate again. You know, do everything we can to remain professional, to keep our clients, ourselves, our families, and our communities safe. Yeah, great points. And as always, if you're not sure, then be just just come along. If you want the news as quickly as it comes, and that's why we still do this every Tuesday, there'll be plenty of updates. Um, so like I say, YouTube or Facebook, or it, we can't advertise it on LinkedIn yet, but it does appear on LinkedIn when we go live on the Sports Therapy Association page there. Um, yeah, hear it first here. But and, and if you're worried at all and got any questions, then we can, if it starts getting messy, which it could do, then we can start devoting again every other episode with a little catch-up questions um, with Gary and other people who um, are in the know. So we will keep working with each other through these very weird times. Um, right. Anything else, Gary, that needs to be mentioned? Uh, no, not from me, Matt. If you want to, um, you know, kick me out and, and get the guests up, then uh, I'll join and answer any questions online uh, as they come in. Fantastic. All right. Thanks, Gary. Um, Gary is still going to be down in the comments as well. So obviously, if anyone's got any questions regarding that, then feel free to have a little chat with Gary during this time and ignore all of us mere mortals on screen. Um, so make a, take advantage of that fact. Right, Gary. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Bye, everybody. On. Cheers. Right. So there we go. Gary, the great Gary Benson. Um, um founder of the sta so there we go right um so what we're going to do now then is i'm going to bring up the three people on purpose who came here before the actual um expo and we had a chat about hopes expectations that sort of thing um before i do just to make it clear some of you who um are coming up with for example here let's have a look with the comments if it just comes up as facebook user okay without your logo um then what it means is you are 
watching this via a group and because of facebook restrictions then in order for us to see your stuff you have to sign a declaration there should be a link at the bottom of the original post saying that if you want to be able to do comment comments on this stream then click here and blah 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 you just have to say yes and give permission for your details to be shared it's a facebook thing there's not much we can do about it but there is a link but i can see here where it says hello gary and matt honored to have matt moderate mine and sonia's talk by definition of talks that I monitored at Therapy Expo and the mention of Sonia Fierro, then that must be uh, Robert Crowley, um, who, yes, I did have the pleasure of um, sitting through and moderating their talk. Moderating? Yeah. Chairing it. It was great. Um, thanks, Rob. Thanks for joining us um, today from Norfolk, probably. Um, but, yeah, it was a great talk, and I, I'll be mentioning that later on. It was a fine example of, um, yeah, a modern talk which ticked all the boxes in terms of welcome to 2021. It was great to watch you and Sonia Fierro in action on stage. And we'll be following that up with um, definitely something. We had a little chat when I announced that later on to do with CrossFit, um, but I'll mention that later on. So good to see you, Rob. Thanks for joining us. Um, just before I bring up the trio, um, Tim Grigg has said here, SGA have, in my opinion, set the best industry standards during COVID. Well done, all. I didn't pre-read that. I didn't choose it. I just read out the comments that come up. Um, but thanks, Tim. That's very, very kind of you. It did feel like at the conference we were doing a great job. I know that sounds a bit kind of like, you know, patting ourselves on the back, but well, we did do a great job. We really represented it well with some great presentations and I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm happy because I'm proud to say that. So, right. So we have kept them out for long enough. Let me get rid of that and make room in here for, in no particular order, let's live dangerously stevie bar <laughs> <laughs> oh god hey stevie how you doing hey hey hey, hey how you doing fantastic and then next mike grice there Hello. we go movement therapy education fantastic and we've got Catherine reimer sta regional rep there we go we made hello it. how are you people we like had a little bit of uh Stevie Barrett, as he should now be known across social media, had a um, yeah, few internet connection problems. That's why we're laughing. We're not laughing at him, just in case you listen to the podcast and says, who is this character? Why are they laughing at him? It was yes, they are. for Wi-Fi issues. Let's make your name up there. How you doing, guys? Really good. Thanks. Yeah. Really good. Splendidly well, thanks. Got over the... Was it... I mean, I mentioned earlier on, I know, Catherine, you put um, something on online and I just kind of reiterated your feelings there. I don't know whether it's the same for all of you, but it was a bit of a downer, wasn't it? It was pretty much a high there and then coming back to reality. However nice, obviously it's amplified if your reality is far from what you want, but however good your reality is, it's it's kind of like coming back from holiday, isn't it? Did you get a downer at all, Mike or Stevie? I uh, I, I slept really well on Thursday night. Thanks to Mr. Daniel Lawrence, who we obviously got our best wishes to, something, something away. But yeah, you're a busy man. Mm. Um, so yeah, Mike slept really well. Stevie, for you, when you came um, back, was there a little bit of a oh, I miss all these people? Well, yeah, obviously miss all those people, but um, oh, Friday I was kind of busy. I had a lot of things to sort out, so yeah, it was uh, right. Get up, get on, things to do, and then I was busy again on Saturday. But when you kind of sit back and have time, you kind of go, oh, that was nice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a shame we're not doing that anymore this week Catherine it didn't even cross your mind you know you just got back <sighs> and other things didn't you uh, well, I went out on a Christmas do at work um, on the Friday uh, but it wasn't the same as the Wednesday night we went oh, really? out wow what comparison that is very nicely done 
Yeah, nice <laughs> comparison to show emotion. Yeah, no, it was tricky. It was such a beautiful time. And we could spend forever talking about how lovely it was to see each other, see people. I mean, quickly going around the room, like I've never met um, Claire Minchel in person, even though I've probably known her for about five or six years. It was fantastic to meet her in person. Um, Ollie Colburn, um, oh, loads of people that I've, I've I met up with the first time. <laughs> Apart from members, I'm just talking about speakers, but it was lovely um, to see so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anybody in particular without, oh, no, is that a dodgy question? Because you're going to miss people out. But who in particular stayed in your mind? This is your chance to kind of say it was so nice to meet in person. Who? I went to see the Massage Collective um talking on stage i can't remember which theater or what, what it was now um but afterwards matt scarsbrook went Catherine reimer and i went yes <laughs> <laughs> how do you know and i was like oh my god he knows who i am I was like, <laughs> you must have talked to him on the wednesday then no, yes i did yeah yeah that would make sense on thursday he was slightly less receptive yeah yes <laughs> Yeah, Massage Collective were all over, um, and rightfully so. It was great, and they did a presentation in our theatre as well about cancer and massage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was lovely to see the three of them together. Um, yeah, it was nice. Mm-hmm. Stevie, did you meet any of your heroes and realise they were just humans? Mr Grace, that, that very man, Mr Grace. I mean, I've, I've been involved with, with Mike in some kind of form or other for about, oh, I don't know, four years, maybe, something like that. I've yeah, been, yeah, it's been I've a been, while. I've been a couple of places where he's been, but I've never actually had the chance to say hi and 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 chat. And so it was really, really nice to do that. Yeah, um, good to meet Claire, you as well, mate. After all this time, yeah, thank you. And and Claire Mitchell as well. I, I've you know been I've done one of Claire's courses and whatever. Nice to meet her too. And, and your very good self, young Matt. Nice to meet you. It was true. It was lovely to meet you and have you moving for more than ten seconds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really nice. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it was it was great to catch up. I think, yeah, I mean, I had the impression that a lot of people, I'm, I mean, a lot of people went to presentations, but it was the buzz in between presentations and things where people just chatting in the kind of side streets of the hall ten and nine and stuff. It was just it was totally buzzing the whole time. Loads of stuff going on, and we did kind of relax the masks. But like Gary said. We didn't know what to expect. It wasn't like you all chocker. In years past, mm. Therapy Expo was shoulder bumping and just looking at people thinking, I'm never going to see that person, forget it. But there was, it, it wasn't, we weren't on top of each other. Maybe that's why um, for some of the people, masks kind of came off unless you're in contact with someone with a mask. But yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about content. It was lovely seeing each other and we'll do it again soon. Um, but yeah, content. Um, where should we start off, first of all? How should we begin this? Had it changed at all? I mean, it was your first time, wasn't it, Steve? No. Yes, Steve, it was your first time. Yeah, yeah. Catherine was your first time as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Okay, so let's go to you, Mike. You've been there pretty... Well, you have been there from the beginning, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Gary's been there. I was there for first kind of four... Oh, no, second, third and fourth. Did you... I mean, you were running around crazy working with rock tape and, and just covering people who weren't able to be there, but... Did you get a feeling from feedback or from seeing things yourself that content in some cases had shifted um, with the years? Um, it's it seems to be going because I've, I mentioned last time in the in the beginning it was mainly kind of physio driven and then uh, and then it became a bit more um, sort of holistic massagey and now it, I think it was a bit of a nice mix this time. Um, so we had. Um, 
yeah, the real scientific people and then the orthopedic surgeons that Catherine me uh, mm. mentioned um, on the last uh, podcast. And then, <clears throat> and then there was some of the uh, more alternative uh, medicine as well. So I think, I think it was a good mix really. Uh, and I think sports therapists now, especially with those of that have watched uh, this podcast over the last year or so, they're becoming a, a lot more critical and, and in a really good way. Um, so because they're starting to question things now. And I think that's going to keep people on their toes, which I think is a really, really good thing. And I think that's coming through with the kind of speakers that they've got there now. Um, so it's nice to see the shift back to the more kind of evidence-based practice, which is really good. Fantastic. There's a comment here from Sarah um, Clatworthy, um, who's watching live, obviously, said also impressed like Catherine was that a few people knew my name without introduction. <laughs> I mean, that, I don't think that happens at so many conferences. <laughs> it's quite special that a speaker actually goes, hey, Sarah, how are you? Hey, Catherine, that's like, you know, the equivalent of like going to some kind of concert and then stopping from singing and kind of like prince going hey Catherine, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really nice but i think that's a sign as well because you know people we yeah we're a pretty cool crowd and people know your names and we have spoken a lot um yeah because you were on the rock tape stand for a fair bit so you got yeah. to talk with quite a few people so you got a gist of where people were in terms of knowledge um worth obviously people are still using rock tape products and rightfully so and you've expanded your product line massively it's no longer like in the first i remember the first year it was just tape everywhere tape, and yeah, here's yeah. our new kind of atomic tape and cow tape and it's all introducing the new leopard print and it was all kind of that but now you've got your rock pods and all the other stuff um but was the people coming to talk to you slightly kind of a different level of expectation yeah. and um that there was a lot uh, I, I remember being asked a lot i was like right rock pods sell them to me and uh and i was like well, ah, right you yeah. did the work uh, yeah and, and so work. that that was interesting and mm. uh and i was like well they just modify symptoms Healthy, <laughs> so, and uh, and that's the thing so you know i was like well what have you heard and then talking about some of the um uh kind of alternative ways of, of thinking about those things um uh, but that was what all, all of our talks are about they're all about the um uh, well basically dermo neuromodulation so basically you put stuff on the skin and it makes it feel a bit different so um and and I, I think because there's there isn't any of the guff around it they um we, we we get a lot more intrigue i think because actually we, we don't really understand fully what's going on we've got a bit of an idea uh we know some of the stuff that hasn't happened uh but i think they like the honesty of that uh, and, but a lot more people trying to uh, questioning that kind of thing, which is good. It's, re it's really good. That's interesting to hear. Yeah, that's nice. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah, people are a bit more clued up. Um, so Stevie and Catherine, you didn't know, you can't compare it with previous years, but you went there pretty clued up because each of you had pretty much 76 episodes of the Sports Derby Association <laughs> podcast in your head. You knew things that normally would take 13 years to reach oh. the clinic door, you know, so you could put that into practice. When you were walking around and going to presentations, was did everybody kind of seem on the same page or did you see some stuff where you went, that sounds like a bit old fashioned or that's some stuff I've heard which might not be necessarily true. How was it for you? Either of you. Catherine, you go. There was one talk, I don't want to name names. Um, so, <laughs> no, no, I don't want to. Um, there's the uh, diaphragm, pel diaphragm and pelvic floor 
one that me and Becky went to see. Mm. And it did, I think, cause maybe more questions than answers. Um, I think I'd probably have to look more into it because I don't want to say it was some of it was wrong or anything like that. Um, but just some of the techniques they were using, I was like, why? It was just a lot of me just going, why? Why are, we, mm-hmm. why are you asking them to do that? And even I was getting confused with some of the exercises they were showing. And I thought, well, if I'm getting confused, then how am I supposed to ask a client to do that? So that's what I think that was one of the talks that stuck out to me as having a bit more questions than answers. And that's so interesting because in years before, people would literally be right, notepad, pen, everything they say is Bible, write down, I'm going to do this back in clinic. And then you go out to clinic and do these things. And guess what? You don't remember the people where it worked and you were sold, you know? So it's interesting. You, um, I'm hoping that you're an example of what a few people did. You went there and gone, why? Because that's unheard of often mm. with manutherapy and stuff. What about you, Stevie? How was it for you? Did you find that some things were showing an enlightened kind of modern take or did some things seem a little bit kind of traditional? It was a kind of strange one. I mean, the, the, the first person I went to see was Mike James. Um, so Mike is Mike's golden, you know, he's just such a lovely guy, he talks a lot of sense, you know, he's he just comes across in, in that format the same way as he does online. There's nothing, you know, what he's telling you is, is stuff that he's built up years of, he's evidence-informed and all that. That was good. Very good, in fact. And then I went to see somebody who I was a bit unsure of um, in, in terms of my own sort of biases, I guess. Um, and I came away from it, actually. There, there, was, there were two trains I thought when I came away from it. First of all was, did I miss something there? Or did, did they criticise the VPS model at the beginning and then big it up at the end? And then the other bit was started off really, really basic. I mean, even for me, I thought it was basic. I, I was like, who is this aimed at? And then went extremely sciencey, you know? So there was a little bit of a, a conflict there. Um, but but I guess that was probably the only one like that. Um, the only other thing I saw, uh, which was... Um, I actually, I, as you say, uh, Matt, you know, writing little notes down, and I would take little points and things to try and remember. But what I actually wrote on this one was me, me, me. That the person was coming, to me, was coming across as me, me, me. It's all about me, you know. And I thought, hmm, great opportunity missed here. If, if you're trying to get that message across about what you're talking about and you keep coming back to me, 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 and yeah, so... But that, that, you know, that was maybe just me. Somebody else might have looked at that same presentation and thought, oh, that was brilliant. How great was that? Uh, and, and you're bound to get differences of opinion like that with, pe- with people who watch things. Because whatever, where, wherever they're coming from is going to sort of drive what they think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's a funny one. I, I think overall the, the, the expo was, was fantastic. Um, I saw a couple of presentations that um, were, were excellent. I mean, they were all excellent, but, you know, really excellent. I saw one I didn't expect to go to at all about about bite fit um, and what happens after that, which I've got an interest in. Um, and I, I just think the, the demos that I saw, the, um, the presentations that I saw, yeah, I mean, I think there was, so, yeah, something for everyone, I would have said. Definitely. Cool. 
I like that. Um, yeah, that me, me, me. And you say it might just be you. It might just be you. But, I mean, that's reminding me, if anyone listening, obviously, who's joined us live, feel free to put in the comments anything with regards to what we're talking about. Like, did you see anything that surprised you? Did you see anything which kind of made you question it? Did you go there critically or did you kind of watch it with a pen and pad thinking, right, what else can I learn? What else can I learn? What can I take away sort of thing? I'm interested to know. And if you're listening to the podcast as well, um, we will, I mean, two, no, three weeks ago, we had um, um, Liam, who's the content manager um, for Therapy Expo and Closer Still Media on the show, and he will be coming back. So if you want to share anything with me um, in terms of um, how you found the conference, then send an email to matt at the sta.co.uk. Mm-hmm. And then I'll digest it. And as long as you tell me the email, you can pass this on to Liam, then I will do so. Um, you could obviously send your feedback straight to Therapy Expo because we'll be doing a follow-up show with Liam. Then, yeah, anything, if you listen to this podcast, that you wanted to share, because obviously the more feedback you get, the better the show can be kind of modified for you. That's what it's all about. Same with any course anyone delivers. Feedback is really important. So, yeah, matt at the sta.co.uk for any feedback you've got if you're listening to this um yeah really interesting you two i mean maybe you're biased because again if you've watched this show then one of the things we do appraise is being critical and not taking mm. everything yeah um, becky's just put yeah. a comment in there um, about what becky says let's read it out for those of you who can't see the screen becky carroll the wonderful becky carroll who was there as well minus her fur hat but she was still there it was okay we accept that becky says um there we go. Off the back of what Catherine said, I think it's fair to say that being a part of the STA podcast over the past few months gave us the confidence to question methods and theories, not to just nod along, but to listen, think, process and question. Yeah, it's true. So we are a bit all biased. Um, but I try to walk about as much as I could and just listen to ear to conversations and things going on mm-hmm. um, and get and I did get the vibe that people were a little bit more clued up, you know, which was mm-hmm. maybe that was just me looking for it. But I, I heard I heard one spectacular comment that was made by somebody who was being asked a question, uh, and and I'm trying to get, oh, excuse me just to try and think exactly what was said, but they were talking about the technique that they had done, and I think then had somebody said, would it be okay to go for a massage after that? And the comment was, I think no, because then that would mean that they would rub out what you had done. Hmm. And you're like, really? Seriously? You're saying that out loud? You know, but hey. Oh, man, there's a few of them. I think as we, yeah. I mean, again, we don't want to, I want to get onto this subject, actually, because should we, I mean, there was talk, there was um, certain presentations where I had a feedback form, and maybe I watched myself where they were still talking about make sure you get a neutral pelvis, which... Again, if you look into certain case scenarios and certain people, then maybe um, for them personally with their pain experience or their anatomy, the neutral pelvis might be desirable. But then you have to weigh up what is neutral. How do you measure a neutral pelvis accurately? But as soon as you say everybody when they do this exercise needs a neutral pelvis, you're in deep water. You're in such deep water, you're kind of floating in the 1990s. It's not a good place to be. And, And then there was a few... Oh, I don't know. Some of the there was a there was a, there was quite a few cupping ones going on. Not to specify one in particular. And again, there's a place for cupping, obviously. And like uh, Mike, you said, it's another way of stimulating the body in a different way. But some of the claims and um, kind of almost bringing people back from systemic serious illness thanks to the cupping procedure, very dodgy ground 
when we're talking about somebody who is earning money for what they're giving and influencing people and doing it in a health environment, it's not like a comic show or a film red carpet. This is about people's quality of life. Mm-hmm. so i mean mike bringing it back to you because obviously you work in education you devote so much time to kind of putting the evidence back into some of the manual therapies and traditional things and kind of upgrading it how does it stand is there a way of should the content in something like this which is health related and people are getting paid be monitored somehow or kind of like peer reviewed <clears throat> yeah I, th- I think um i think that's the one thing that's missing um but then Equally, the Therapy Expo have to sell tickets. So they you see some of the packed out auditoriums, the packed out theatres, and they are some of those kind of um, less evidence-informed practices, shall we say, often. Not all the time, but quite often. But um, And then some that are more evidence-informed, maybe it's because the title isn't snazzy or whatever, um, but then it's not so well attended. So it's I, I understand, you know, it's a business and it's a balancing act. But I think there needs to be some kind of quality assurance around all of the all of the sessions. Um, so I think um, I mean, it's very easy to do individually on your phone. You can have a QR code that you scan and then you rate the session individually whilst you're sitting there. So I think that would be really good. That'd be good for me as a presenter as well to see. Is there something that I'm missing? Um, did you? Was there something I did that you, you didn't quite get, or something that was really good? And, and it'll be useful for me to have that feedback as well, because I, I, do, I don't get that other than, you know, the, the people that come up to me afterwards and thought it was good, which is great. But I, you know, some people might have thought it was rubbish, and they don't speak to me, so I'd, I would never know. Um, and then I think that there needs to be some kind of professional peer review as well. So if you're a presenter, you're going to be, be presenting at a healthcare show, then you you need to have, um, and I mentioned this before about if you go to see someone, then ask for their reference list. So uh, I could, you know, provide references for what I what I delivered. And um, and then if you want to go do some further reading, then here's my reference list to, to do that reading and then critique what I've what I've done. Um, and that I think that needs to form part of it. Like there's almost a, a kind of presenter pack that you have to give out to the to the learners that are there, to the people that have attended so that um, it shows the quality of what of what you've done. And then and then that can be. Uh, that can be assessed as well by by people who are, who are your peers, and I, I think that would be a really good. It would be quite daunting for some, I, I would imagine, um, because it's a fair a fair bit of work to put it all together. But I think to raise the quality, raise those standards, something like that has to be done. Yeah, it's an interesting, wasn't it? Because I mean, as therapists, we're kind of bound to making sure that the morally and ethically, the information we're giving to patients is as accurate and up to date as possible doesn't mean we have to only work with what's evidence-based because that would mean we don't do much at all but we need to make sure that we are not kind of explaining something with a mechanism of action which is highly unlikely to actually work or function especially if it could be creating dependency and selling packages and stuff so but as a presenter as well there should be yeah moral and ethical duty as well to make sure the information you're giving is in education imagine if yeah teachers were in schools were kind of well actually they are this is the problem is it there are loads of courses out there 
Um, I'm feeling a bit down now. I just want to mention one thing. <laughs> That's the other um, thing, though, as well. I mean, how because uh, a lot of the guys that are presenting, um, they're, they're really good clinicians, but are they teachers? Mm, have have they no, done te teacher training? Because um, uh, and that, and that's a you know you can be the best clinician in the world, but if you don't know how to get the the information across or you know how to structure a session, then that's that's really difficult. Mm, that's true. Mm. But then there's the other thing as well. There's some great presenters who are great in engaging and demonstrating and yeah. really nice people, and they've obviously got a passion to help others. You can see that's why they do it, and then maybe they don't even realise that the information they're putting out that needs to be tweaked a little bit they don't know, know the yeah. potential repercussions of the words they use even when it gets down to the words they're using mm -hmm. like you said stevie kind of it'll rub it out that's kind of a word we shouldn't be using you know because it's just it's too wishy-washy we need to explain more mm -hmm. so and sometimes the the presenters are so polished you know they've they've, they've presented so many times they're so polished at doing it that you know they don't need scripts they don't need uh notes they don't need anything but as you say, Matt, the stuff that they're presenting, which maybe perhaps needs to be tweaked, is you know, is there a reluctance to go back and do that because then, you know, it changes the thing a little bit. They have to start again, almost in a way. I mean, I can get that. I'm not, you know, it's not a criticism as such, but I think that, as Mike said, that the if you're going to bring the standard up, which everybody wants to do, you have to bring it up for everyone and in everything. So that the people who attend, uh, I was going to say feel they get their money's worth, that's not quite right, but but they feel that they're getting the best experience, the most accurate and and reliable experience. So when you're questioning something, it's because it's something that's occurred to you, it's not because it's something which is just outlandish, mm. if, you, if you follow me. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And it is, it is getting your money's worth, and it's more than that, it's your patience or getting the knock-on effect of you going there, because it's like a pyramid scheme, isn't it? If you've learned that you've told that you're doing this, you're going to go back and see all your people in clinic. Yeah, it's an interesting one, but it's tricky. I think it's a wide-scale problem. It's the same with magazines, which are putting articles and information. It's the same with the media and everybody. I don't know who, apart from even, like, journals and papers that get put out kind of seem to slip slip by certain peer reviews and you wonder how did they get that into a study so but i think like you said it is a business mike but there must be money in in actually putting out quality information that's going to improve people's yeah well-being i think there must be a little <laughs> bit of money so, yeah. there. you know what i mean yeah. um what so when, when we tried to do stuff in the past where it's been more um, like research based, it's just bombed. No, nobody's gone for it. Mm. And, then, and then but then it's, that, that's one of the good things about the rock tape, because, yes, it is taping. It is cupping. It is blades. Um, and you can the old school way of delivering those, with, you know, you can chuck it in the bin. Um, but you we that's the kind of hook to get people in thinking that they might be getting the old school stuff but then delivering the new stuff uh and and updating their the information that way so it's it's a real tough balancing act uh but to, yeah between getting enough people interested and then give it and to be able to give them the good information um yeah it's uh, it's all in the title i guess maybe i need to have a look at the titles next year. <laughs> I did like the way that you adapted um, and used the rock pods, though, for lower back flexion, because um, you used a resistance band along two of them mm -hmm. as well. So when you're using Al as a model, 
um, and seeing like the resistance and how it would change. So it was, I liked that way, that, that technique. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hats off to Voctay. There are other brands of tape out there, but yeah. <laughs> in my experience, I mean, yourself, Mike, and Paul Coker, who had on the show a couple of times, Paul was the guy who kind of kept my clinic just using Voctay the whole time because at that time, every other, pretty much every other company we considered was saying, it does this, it will do this. And Paul was like, could do that. We're not quite sure, but better to try than just leave it, you know? Um, great spokesman. That's been continued, you know, through Octape. So, yeah, good show, you guys. Well done. Um, I just want to mention one thing because this was so inspiring. Um, Gary's reminded me in the comments, talking about just evolving and that sort of stuff. Um, there's Tracy Mc... Is it Clement? McClement? Clement. Yep. Tracy McClement I mean, yeah. um, is a member um, who the other day, it was going back probably a few weeks now, but made an announcement. It was just a really cool announcement. And I do want to get Tracy on the show, but unfortunately she works on Tuesdays. But she made an announcement. This might ring true to other educators out there where she said that what she's doing is creating videos, which she's giving a little short video which she's giving to all the people who have been on her massage training courses before, and she's been doing it for a few years, just to basically say, look, hi, guys, hope you're getting well. Here's a little update to what I might have taught you maybe 10 years ago, maybe five years ago, even two years ago. Um, it's just as we've moved with the research and our knowledge, then we just need to tweak a little bit of the information I gave you originally. It's free. Hope you're all well. Enjoy it. If you've got any questions, tell me. And isn't that, that was just so brilliant. It's ace. Isn't that just amazing? Yeah. yeah. Um, really responsible because one, you're admitting that things have changed. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and two, you're prepared to, to sort of turn around to the clients you've got and, and just say, look, things have changed. And here's a video just showing how things have changed. And, you know, really, really healthy, Tracy. So if you listen to this, um, try and get a Tuesday night off, will you? And then we'll get <laughs> on the show and you can talk about it and how it went. Um, it's really inspirational. So good stuff. Um, just checking, looking down here for other questions. Do make sure people I can see numbers are still high there. If you haven't got any questions and um, sharing your experiences particularly, then make sure you do ask them. And again, if you listen to the podcast, um, then uh, yeah, Matt at the sta.co.uk if you want to um, share any experiences um, of Therapy Expo, which you can pick up on in future episodes. Um, moving on, where are we? 8.44. What else about the expo shall we talk about? Um, what about kind of its organization? I remember, Catherine, one of the things you raised was obviously we had the therapy update theater and there was other practicals and other things being delivered. There was a bit of a noise kind of pollution thing going on at times, wasn't there? Yeah. Which was a bit of an issue. Yeah, minus like when you're in, even in the big theaters, um, cause there was a lot going on around, I could hear it. So if I wasn't at the front near the stage, all I'd hear is back and I'd start getting distracted. So I wasn't focusing on what was going on on stage. So I feel like I did, I could have done with either headphones, something you can like maybe rent, you could rent some headphones or earphones um, so that you can just focus on what the person is saying on stage. Yeah, they did have, they did have headphones, for example, I, I should have, said each time when someone came along to the therapy update theater there were headphones over the all the chairs but again in the current pandemic times the last thing you want to do is put on some headphones yeah. that someone else has had on so but i like your idea of maybe like on a plane where you yeah. get those packet headphones that's a brilliant idea Kathy. yeah because you could pay like a deposit at the beginning yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you give them back at the end so you get your deposit back 
or even just like if it's a couple of quid i think most people just say great and then if you could plug into something and then you could listen to the speaker that would be a nice solution um stevie were you bothered by the noise pollution at all were you distracted by what was going on outside theaters not really yeah it, it it was an issue on the odd presentation but yeah it's it's really difficult when you're only dealing with curtains mm-hmm. as a break, then it's really, really difficult to keep noise out. But as Catherine said, if you're down the front or in the middle, you're, you're kind of generally all right with it. If you're near the back, you you get it, you're aware of it, but, you, you know, you're trying to focus on what's on in front of you, so you kind of dismiss it after a little bit. But there was there was one time where it got a little bit loud, and I thought, you know what, that's, that's unfair to the person doing the presenting, mm-hmm. actually because they must hear it as well and and you know maybe trying to talk over it a little bit and you know that's that's unfair to them but no i think the organ personally i thought the organization was very very well well done i mean i said that to you before matt i thought your mc and you know, the whole thing was great when you were involved in that um i think the presenters and the way that that was done um was was all done really really well and, and it came across as a a nice easy thing that you know you know no egos no prima donnas or none of that kind of nonsense um everybody just seemed to be there to do their thing and and you know give people what they came for type of idea and i thought it was really well organized really did yeah there's a there's a there's a thank you for that stevie there's a interesting point here from becky um carol I'll bring it up on the screen just in case you the user want to see it. Um, Becky Carroll says it was a little bit annoying that the start times were staggered across different theatres. I wonder if it would be best if all theatres started at the same times. I did notice sometimes with our therapy update theatre, people would suddenly either disappear or arrive 20 minutes late because they were in another one. And it was mm-hmm. obviously if you join a presentation late, then sometimes that can ruin the whole effect of the dynamic of it. Why do they stagger them? What's the deal there? I'm not quite sure. I never thought about that before, Becky. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> Could they all just start and finish at the same time with an interval in between? Or mm-hmm. is it to try and help the entry and queues and force people almost to make a decision so you're not bottlenecking it? I don't know. Have you thought it about have you thought about that before, Mike Grice? Not to put you on the spot, but um yeah, I think but previously I think they've been at the same time and you do get just a rush out mm. of the theatres. So maybe that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to um yeah, just stagger that rush. But um but from a speaker's point of view uh i've uh, presented a couple of times when paul coco has been presenting for rock tape on the other side of the curtain and that was a challenge <laughs> but uh yeah it was uh it, it was a little bit noisy this time but not too bad there, there was a little bit of interference there but yeah as, as a speaker you can hear it you, you can hear it all and um i guess if you're if you kind of, if you're new to it then it would it would put you off mm. yeah definitely yeah i mean it's true i mean it, actually yeah i think you just knocked on the head i was i was thinking going back to kind of 14 15 16 it was like five deep queues waiting outside having to move around just to get continue your journey and that probably was because they were all at the same time yeah so it did actually work this year i didn't notice those massive queues because mm-hmm. they were staggering them and you had to literally make that choice mm-hmm. and the exit was probably easier it's probably a health and safety thing so it kind of worked yeah i get that um, I think Gary, who's obviously been there every single year, has mentioned here, historically, um, the halls emptied when all theatres start at the same time. So assume it's to keep football out of the theatres and and on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. That makes sense as well. So that it doesn't all go suddenly quiet for everybody. Um, yeah, that makes sense, Gary. 
Um, yeah, but again, it's difficult, isn't it, to please people all the time? Tricky. Mm-hmm. Anything else that you think particularly worked well across the uh, the conference, or anything that you didn't think didn't work well? So we were talking on the stand um, before uh, everybody started coming in. Um, I thought it was really good that I didn't realise they were going to do it. Maybe I missed the email, but I thought everybody got COVID passport checked. Um, mm-hmm. And if they didn't have a COVID passport, then they had to have a lateral flow test. So I thought that was really good. Um, and uh, yeah, but we we were thinking because it was about nine o'clock, half nine, it was uh, it was pretty quiet in the hall. And we were thinking, oh, no, this is going to be. Uh, this is going to be a really quiet show. And then all of a sudden, just everybody started coming in and it was it was brilliant. And um, I think the um, yeah, the set the setup where we were um, and uh, everybody could you could get easy 50, 60 people around and um, uh, and they could come and go out of the sessions. It, it was it was really good. It was, and it was really bizarre because I would kind of like be chatting away. And then all of a sudden I'd notice someone. Like like you, Catherine, it was just it was, I'd seen on a screen, and I was like, ah, oh, and then I carry on again. So it was, it, it was really good to uh, to to do that, and even really weirdly, uh, one of my neighbours was there because he's he's uh, trying to sell something at the occupational therapy show, and uh, he was there, which was really bizarre because I just uh, I did, it was completely out of context. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, I think the the way all the setup and uh, the amount of people that could see like the therapy update um, zone as well. I think um, all, all the setup around there was, it was just really well done. I think. Looking forward to next year. Yeah. I think it will be, yeah. I mean, they do seem as a, with Liam again, because we had Liam on the show, but with him kind of looking at control, he did in the show seem really keen to get feedback as much as possible um, and to find out what works, you know, because if the therapists are happy, um, then obviously more are going to come along. And so he's, yeah, he's really keen on moulding it according to what you know, they see um, from this year. So, yeah, be excited. Already we're thinking about things with the STA for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, on that subject, is there anything which you um, think would improve it for next year? Anything which wasn't there this year, which you think would improve it, Stevie or Catherine? What did you feel you're missing out on? Um, probably hopefully get like gary mendoza or something to do with motivational interviewing oh we tried behavior yeah (laughs) something like to do with that behavior change someone uh, talk about that kind of thing as well so we did i didn't i should have but didn't go to the business side of things so i potentially would look at the business um presentations probably next year as well yeah there was was there many business sides i know sif had a little bit going on malcolm was there but I mean, in previous years, there's been quite a lot of that, but I wasn't, I don't know. It was just a small theatre, I think. I remember it being a okay. section on there, but it wasn't a lot. Hmm. Um, yeah, so maybe, yeah, something on motivation interviewing. I mean, that was my gem on the presentation I did. That was out of 77. That personally for me stuck mm-hmm. in there because it was just such made such sense that however good you are at communicating or educating or teaching, unless you know where that person is in terms of, am I ready to change? Am I ready to listen? Am I going to go home and make that change now? Or am I going to need a few more sessions of you doing what I expect you to do before? That just makes beautiful sense. It really is the icing on the cake for treating an individual rather than the kind of injury. So yeah, I would have liked something on that. It's true. Um, I did obviously didn't get to see that many 
presentations because I was hosting the ones um, in the therapy update theater. But there seemed to be quite a variety of stuff going on. There was a COVID-19 long term, which I think was quite popular. I think it was a couple of them, actually. Um, But that was obviously very topical. Did anyone go and see that? I saw Susan's um, and I think Emma saw Gina's. Gina's, Gina Gina got good feedback um, from a few people. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, very relevant. Um, yeah. Questions in here? Let's have a look. Again, if you're showing up as a Facebook user then and you don't want that to happen next week, then have a look for the link um, which you have to sign a thing just saying, yes, Facebook can use my um, information and then you have to sign it and then um, they'll allow your image to come up. Um, I just want to see here, there's a little point from a Facebook user, which says, uh, reassuring to hear about LFT and vaccine passports. I made the decision to not go because of people in lack of masks. Pictures appear to show that fear was founded, but this possibly illustrates why. Yeah, I mean, I remember leaving there and then getting, just walking along the, the NEC kind of to go to the station. And even then, suddenly people were closer to me and it was like, right, mask off my wrist on. And then I got to the tube and, and the train. And, and that was just like, there was people on the tube and you're like, and maybe 30% of the people were not wearing masks at all. Maybe they didn't, maybe they couldn't wear masks or they had exceptions, but it felt very strange sitting on a tube where there's like lack of air anyway and some people not wearing masks. I'm kind of glad now in public transport that it's kind of, you know, being reestablished because mm-hmm. it just seems logical, but some people just don't. But in the actual center, I personally didn't feel as threatened as I worried sometimes, you know, um, it was done very well. And then every time you went out and in, you were scanned, like you say, and yeah, it seemed pretty well organized. They were. They did yeah. Have and we got to wear um, COVID bracelets as well. Yeah. Like once we'd had it, tags. we were wearing that as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was very good. I mean, um, I think mo- most people or, or some people did the sensible thing that if you did feel that it was a little bit crowded than where you were standing, you just popped the mask up for a bit on. And when it eased off, you you know, and you were you were distancing again, you take it down, mm. and that's just you know good common sense. But you're right, Matt, on the trains and stuff. You know, I've never seen so many ill people in my life who have obviously got some exemption for wearing a mask. Might be, I don't know. It sounds very cynical of you. Are <laughs> suggesting that it's not all exemptions? No, like you said, yeah, I had all this the whole time. Everyone's different, but definitely, if I was talking to somebody or near somebody. I was sitting in a presentation with someone sitting like a couple of seats away from me with a mask on, then bam, I'll stick it on. Because mm-hmm. for all I know, they're with people who are kind of high risk or they're yeah. high risk. So why wouldn't you put it on? But if I was around people who didn't have masks um, and they weren't too close to me, I was pretty cool with it. Um, we'll see where it goes. Um, let's have a little look um, just here because I don't want to miss people out. Um, loan therapist alarm companies would be good. Yeah. Nice one, Becky. Mm-hmm. Um, draws on the conversation we had about safety at work. That will get sent back to Liam. Very good. Gosh, she's such an intelligent therapist and human being. Isn't she? Very good, Becky. Yeah. Um, nice shot. Yeah, definitely. Um, Gary mentions here, I walked past one of the business sessions in an open theatre and one chap was talking to no one in the audience. Oh, bless. Oh, a mindset change from therapists. Yeah. It's interesting because online the business ones I think do really well. People suddenly, yeah, I think it's weird. But when it came to the face to face, people weren't too interested to hear about the business. Yeah, mm. 
Um, the massage collective talk says Louise Aker. Lovely to meet you, Louise, as well. Thank you. That was really nice to meet you there in person um, and to get your name right. Louise Aker says the massage collective talks were really helpful, especially learning about massage and cancer, which is real eye opener. That was a real reminder for me. That's something I just want to mention as well. Is again because we've been on the podcast together and we've shared all these weeks. We kind of think everyone knows that massage doesn't increase circulation per se, that you don't break down knots, the massage doesn't spread cancer, that massage is very unlikely to cause miscarriage in the first trimester. All that stuff we take for granted. But I tell you what, when Anna Maria and Matt were doing the massage at cancer, there was pens changing and people going afterwards, I never knew that. I always feared that I couldn't work on someone with cancer mm -hmm. because I was going to spread it around the body. That's what we were taught. Mm -hmm. And it was a real nice wake up call that we are just a drop in the ocean for now. Next year, different story. But yeah, even though we all know these things, we can't take for granted. There's a hell of a lot of really gifted, empathy-filled practitioners out there who don't realise that you well, can change someone's life by doing. I that even asked. Um, I even asked Matt um, after the presentation because I missed the beginning of it because um, I'd always thought it would be that I wasn't insured to cover massaging people who have cancer uh, and he said no, if you're with Balance um, and you've done your level four you are it's just asking the right questions to the client before you take them on and massage them yeah yeah really interesting and that's really warming as well because we don't want to just be in an echo chamber where we're just telling people when you know it and that was the lovely thing about the therapy update theater because we were in that open bit Obviously, it's lovely to see the people from who have listened to the podcast sitting there and we're all kind of like going, yes, yeah, this is great. Well done. Woo, woo, Claire Mitchell. But it was really nice, the people going around the background who were kind of stopping and going, oh, why were these people standing around here? Why are they all so tall? And then stopping and kind of watching the actual presentation and going, oh, that's interesting. They were the people who we really want to reach. You know, it was really cool. Um, so it was lovely to see that. Um Facebook user here. I'm sorry I haven't got your name, Facebook user. I apologize, but yeah, tick that tag and you'll be here next week. Empathy filled therapist. I love this term. Must be Dan. It sounds like it's going to be Anna Marie speaking like that. But I don't know <laughs> it's all about the empathy. That's why I try and not get too cynical when people are not using evidence based stuff because to do this profession, you've got to be quite altruistic. Mm -hmm. You're not going to much money. You've already ready to in some cases rub oil some, some hairy back which not a lot of people in the world want to do for a living so you've got the empathy which is why it's so important that you don't hear somebody making you feel oh none of this is working anymore may as well stop that would be such a waste of human resource so um oh deb's it was you actually as a facebook user uh, maybe because you've joined us uh, via a group or something sorry deb's deb's talk yours was great as well massively oh i'll tell you what i was disappointed with though deb's made me return to my cynical thing not a lot of guys that annoyed me there was two who i think singled out and i shouldn't have done which is really dangerous to me going oh i'm glad there's a gentleman in the audience there that was a dangerous gamble matt <laughs> um but yeah but yeah i was a bit disappointed that um it was only female therapists majority who turned up for that um so yeah that was a bit annoying but again people did stop uh, out of the way right um i feel like i've been battling off 20 minutes um so we've talked about uh, what we think um, could improve next year, but all in all, pretty good, no? Walking away, feeling positive from it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really good, yeah. Uh, yeah. Surrounded by tall men. <laughs> oh, that's the life. <laughs> well, I felt that's, tiny. And the maker like, as well. And yeah, yeah, I was going to say, there's obviously <laughs> when, not when I was there. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> when Ed, Matt, Jake, and then Gary, you're like, I feel so small. <laughs> <laughs> we might we bumped into Mike James for the first person we saw. We were waiting outside, and Mike just looked up at the three of us and went, "What is it about the STA?" What you guys <laughs> and Mike's no short. You know, he's not short. He's probably about <laughs> six foot or something. But like anyone who doesn't realise, Gary is probably I think it's pretty much the same as me, sort of six six. Jake's probably six seven. Yeah. So yeah, it's um, but hey, it's not about the quantity, is it? We know it's about the heart <laughs> inside. Although I think Mike will back me up here saying that if you're a bigger person, you've probably got a bigger heart and brain as well. So it <laughs> doesn't really work. It's the old fist yeah. thing. Sorry, I've got bigger hearts than all of you. Sorry. Um, yeah. But anyway, right. <sighs> We are coming to um, the end of the hour. Thank you for joining us, people, live. And for people listening to the podcast, again, because it was such about such a big conference and it's annual, do please send your emails to matt at the sta.co.uk. If you've got any kind of criticism, positive or negative, any advice or kind of feelings you want to share with the organisers, um, then I'm happy to pass them on and we will make another episode of follow up later on when we've got Liam Richardson, who's the content manager, um, to talk about it. So, um, Mike, you um, obviously spoke a lot, had the rock tape thing there, been there pretty much every year, I think. Um, have you got any, did it make you as an educator think what you want to do next year or how you want to use yourself in any different ways? I was just going to say what I would really like, what would be really valuable is um, those that were there and and watched my sessions. um, Is there anything that you want me to do next year uh, that I I didn't do? Um, And obviously those that didn't attend, if you could go, then what, what would you want to see? Um, because each year I'm kind of um, scrabbling for ideas, really. So if I can if I can do the things that you want to see, then that would that would be that would really help me to uh, to plan for next year. Very good point. Feedback so important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and obviously that goes for STA as well. If there's anything that members who did go feel um, that we could improve, any feedback, very welcome. Um, and the same for people who didn't go along. I know some people didn't go because of COVID. Um, so um, that's a fair enough reason at different circumstances. But if there was any other reason you didn't come along, um, which anything we could do, which would entice you to come along, because it's all about members meeting each other and kind of like spreading information, then let us know as well. Um, Becky Carroll, again, is kind of a bit of dust in my eye here. As Becky says, cheers, Matt Phillips, Stevie Barr, Mike Grice, Catherine Reimer and Gary Benson. Proud to be an STA now it was really nice it was so lovely um seeing um, everybody there um and meeting people i mean again as we always say you don't have to be an sta member to hang out uh, on these tuesdays you might decide you want to be because this is what it's all about it's what the sta is all about um it's all about um yeah improving the ties and communication as opposed to kind of fueling our own pockets it's a charity it doesn't make anything anything we make gets fueled back into the members um, and um, the whole business of spreading good information so um, if you are interested as always go along to the sports therapy association um, dot co uk um, well i was um, there. yes Catherine. Uh, what i was um talking to someone about um earlier because he said there was a guy i know that uh, said he wanted to go to therapy expo but didn't realize till too late and he said what would you do before next year's uh, and I said, probably um, get network, well, network with people, find out more about others or people in the industry so that when you go, you know someone. Because I, when I first 
got a ticket, didn't know anyone. So actually having the pandemic has helped me to make this little community and this little STA family and it made it a better experience that way too. That's a really good point. I think that's why this year was different. Mm-hmm. Again, if we go back to before COVID, people who went to Therapy Expo were a little bit kind of, oh, don't give away too much of what I do. It was a totally different atmosphere. You were going there to try and, if you went to see a good presentation, you wouldn't tell anybody else. You'd be like, oh, no, I'm not going to see anyone now. No, I'm just going to sit in the canteen. Bam, off you go to Mike Stewart <laughs> or something, take it all down. And that's totally kind of gone because of the pandemic, I think. We understand that you've got more to gain by talking to someone and sharing what they've done. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than trying to build the walls and stuff. So, yeah, great point, mm. Catherine. Let's hope that we're still talking, you know, um, before next November. And, um, yeah, we can kind of share and talk and, and go along as a community rather than kind of, yeah, competitors. Good point. Mm. Um, thank you, Louise, a- Louise Aker. Thank you. Uh, she says, thank you. Also proud to be an SDM member. The support is above and beyond. And Alistair Cunningham as well. Well, I'm going to give the final words. It's six past nine. <laughs> Says, thank you, Matt, Mike Grice, Catherine Ryman, Stevie Barr, slash Barrett. Love spending time with you all last week. Yeah, it was lovely to see you, Alistair. Yeah. Well. It's great. Yay. <laughs> right. Okay, gang. So um, thank you so much for giving up your time. So what do we got next week coming on the, uh, the Sports Therapy Association podcast? Well, um, December hits us, and we're going to start a slightly new kind of way of doing things. It's going to be the month will have a topic. Okay, and the way it will work is we'll have two world-class speakers and authorities on the topic, um, doing two um, guest appearances, and then in between them there'll be a chance for members or non-members, no, just members, to actually get together on screen and talk about the previous week because we want to kind of extend the shelf life. We get such great speakers on here, and I've got two coming up. I'll let you know now that it's a shame to package them all together. So, and we, and it'll give a chance for people who are excited about a particular topic to put time aside and realise I want to be part of this for this month. Maybe not so much next month. So, December is going to be all about fascia. It's going to be fascinating. Um, but yeah and we've got um sorry stevie um for next week we have got um who again i met at the conference which was wonderful we're going to have julian baker of functional fashion yay says catherine Um, fantastic source again of someone who's tweaked the norm um delivered um an updated version of what they used to teach has run into various problems because of that um and uh yeah and julian's going to be accompanied by um anna barrett scarin don't know how that pronunciation is i'm hoping it's okay but yeah anna barrett scarin of moving fascia um, and also brighton which is weird another person just around the corner for me uh, but brighton pilates who's going to be joining us as well so two guests and they'll be starting off our fascia december month then there'll be um an, an option no a possibility after week after for again three other members to join us on screen to have a chat about the episode so if you do watch it and you and you want to come up here you can see now i mean we've proved this week that anyone can come up here and do it um so yeah if you want to come up and talk about it then that would be nice generate some interest and come along and join us and talk about it disagree a little bit more maybe on what what the speaker said the week after we've got the wonderful walt fritz uh, walt fritz back um, who if you missed um is an amazing example of somebody who had to do pretty much a a u-turn on being very passionate and defending everything a total fascist with regards to what fascism does um and then listened got into some debated arguments um on so simple and stuff and then just finally said you know what yeah you're right mm-hmm. interesting 
Mm. And rather than just giving up, they turned it around and now they're one of the you know great providers of fashion related um, delivery um, on this planet. So Walt will be here um, with Tanya Velasquez um, from the Bronx, from New York, um, who's a therapist there, body worker there, who'll be joining Walt as well, which I'm very excited about as well. So Fascia December, spread the word. Let's get some people along who maybe are traditional fascia workers who believe that um, they have the power in the elbows to break down the IT band. I want to get these people so that we can talk and maybe kind of, you know, have a look at the research and um, and help educate each other. So um, spread the word. Fascia is December. Um, that's about it, I think. Brilliant. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Okay. Wait, wait, yeah, wait, thank wait, you. wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, hold on. Oh, yeah, you haven't disappeared. Yeah, have you? Frozen. Oh, Steve, congratulations on not. Yes, yeah, that's the first thing. Second <laughs> thing. Happy St. Andrew's Day, people. Oh, oh happy St. Andrew's Day, everybody. Is there a song for that? I've got, I've got Oh, Danny Boy. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the one, is it? <laughs> Get off. Sorry, mate. <laughs> right, we'll see you same time next week, uh, Tuesday, 8 o'clock UK time on the Sports Topia Association podcast. And for now, it's goodbye from everybody. Everybody, goodbye. Bye. Good night, folks. Bye. Thanks a lot. Bye, morning, us. You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast. Let's talk about it.